Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Agree to Disagree. I'm your host, Dean Gutzik, alongside with me, Aiden Chard, Noah Schwartz, and Jack Sello. Boys, what's going on? What's up? Nothing right now. Lovely jersey, Aiden. Anyways, we got an electric lineup today. We got the NBA Finals, the Monday Night Football game, and of course, what started today, the MLB postseason. A weird season, but nonetheless, still a season. So let's start off with, of course, why not start off with last night's game, Chiefs-Ravens. Um, a game that I thought was a little disappointing, as in I thought it was going to be a shootout back and forth, and then the Chiefs pulled away at one point. But I want to start off with you guys and get your thoughts on the game. Yeah, um, I'll start. Um, I got to say, I know the other day when Noah and Dean, you guys were going live, I was pleading for Russell Wilson to be MVP, but – um, last night, Patrick Mahomes was disrespected by me, and he said, hold my beer. And he just went out there and absolutely dominated and reminded everybody why he's the best quarterback in the NFL. 385 yards passing, four touchdowns through the air, and one on the ground. I, he's my fancy quarterback. He put up 50 for me, so that was crazy. And overall, this was an absolute great game. Pat Mahomes is just unbelievable. And Andy Reid, some of his play calls are just brilliant, like that Anthony Sherman play. That was just absolutely like, just how do you think of that? Pure magic. So yeah. what, what I took from last night was more than what Kansas city did. Cause we know Mahomes is amazing. And we know Andy Reid can draw plays like nobody's business. So we've seen that all that stuff before. What really surprised me last night was how awful Baltimore looked and specifically Lamar Jackson. It just goes to show you that when you have a team like that, who constantly gets in front of people and goes up by 10, 15, 20 points a week, they're really comfortable playing from ahead but when they get behind like they did last night, they look totally lost and out of sync. And it shows you that Jackson, when he plays against the teams like the Chiefs, where he's lost three times now, and against the playoff teams when he's lost his two playoff games, he's gotten behind in all those games, and he never recovered, found a way back into them. And I think that's something that that team really has to work on. But it's unfortunate they won't get many opportunities because most teams they face, they will blow out, just yeah. not Kansas City. I have, kryptonite. To, I have to agree with you there. I mean – uh, I, I don't think Lamar Jackson is a bad quarterback. I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Uh, he's great at passing, great at running. Uh, but like you said, his problem is he's not great under pressure um, in, in the broad scope, not necessarily like on an individual play. Um, and that kind of leads to the, the small problem being he's, he can pass very, very well when he wants to. But when he has to pass because he's down by 10, 20, 25, whatever, you know, he, he he's not as good. He's not as effective because the team, the other team knows he's going to throw it. The Ravens are best when they're in close games or when they're way ahead because then they have the option to run the ball or to pass the ball. They don't have to, or other teams aren't going to know exactly what the call is at any given point. Lamar Jackson looked off from the get-go. I think it he, he always struggled. He's always struggled against the Chiefs, um, against Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, I don't necessarily think that this is just like a, a, an opportunity to say Lamar was a fluke. Uh, he's still fantastic. It's just not the type of game he excels in. Yeah, I agree with what you're yeah. saying. And also, I want to bring up one more point. You know how a lot of pe- it's kind of funny to me. A lot of people are calling for this to be the next like a Brady versus Manning kind of deal, like the rivalry between the two guys, between uh, Mahomes and Jackson. When you actually look at them and how it started so far, it kind of 
resembles that completely. Mahomes is completely playing the role of Brady. He's dominating the rivalry early on. And Jackson is completely the role of Peyton Manning early on in his career. He puts up the great, the great sexy numbers, but when it really matters, he never gets the job done. Like Peyton Manning, he never won a play. He didn't win a playoff game, I think, until his fifth or sixth season in the NFL. He didn't win a Super Bowl until his eighth. It took him a while to get, to get it figured out. And that's how Lamar Jackson looks right now. Yeah. Man. Yeah. The one thing I'll say about what Aiden, what Aiden pointed out, that this type of game isn't the one that, that Lamar excels in, that's a problem. Yeah. Because I'm- remember, these are the two best teams in the AFC. That's not, that's not anything that nobody knew. That's not a surprise. They're going to have to face each other most likely at some point in the postseason, either this year, or next year, going forward. This is, this is going to be the two top teams in the AFC probably for the next half decade or more. They're going to face each other a lot in regular seasons and in playoff games. If Lamar can't win them, they won't be getting to any, to many Super Bowls. So it's a problem that he can't win against Kansas City. He needs to figure that out ASAP. Yeah. Um, we've been seeing last night's game, and um, I think Jack mentions this. It's been a one – it's a bit it's, – yes, it's Brady Manning, but, you know, it's Pat Mahomes that's beating Lamar Jackson. And I thought last night, you know, maybe Lamar can get over the hill of beating Pat Mahomes, but – that that hasn't happened. This Chiefs offense is unstoppable, especially with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Tyree Kill, Miko Hardman, Travis Kelsey. I mean, you've got an offense that is clicking on all cylinders, especially the uh, running game with Edwards-Hilaire. Um, <laughs> you that, uh, that annoyed I mean, me so much. Yeah, Hilaire to no end. I don't even know how to describe the rage that was in me when he kept saying Hilaire. Yeah, last yes. night also it was pretty interesting. Last night, that was the first. This was the first game they really got Clyde like a really impact. They really got him involved in the passing game. He was close to it, or he was over 100 yards receiving. So that really, that really was impressive. I was going to also say that uh, Lamar's receivers, I thought, dropped the ball many times. Especially yeah. Mark Andrews had a wide open touchdown he, in the end zone, he and looked, he dropped that. He looked and, awful. And yeah, don't get me wrong. Lamar is still, like Ian said, is still a great quarterback. Lamar still had an off game, but I, I'm not going to blame it entirely on him. I thought oh, no, the receivers dropping the ball definitely doesn't help by any means. Yeah, uh, Chiefs made him look more like a running back for some that reference him as a running back at quarterback. But it, if you're the Ravens, if you're Lamar, you can't lose these games time and time again. You can't be putting up performances against teams like this. Like Noah said, you're going to be running into this type of team. And especially you got to take notes from last year against the Titans. You're going to – come playoff time, you get, you got to step up. It's put up or shut up. Yeah, and also my last point I want to make, I agree with you, like the receivers are dropping passes. Many people are talking like certain teams need – like they, the Ravens, they got to upgrade it on the outsides. I mean, Mark Andrews is a good weapon. Marquise Brown is, is decent, but I don't think he's a true number one receiver. Maybe they should be the team that considers going out and trading for Allen Robinson. They could definitely use another weapon, especially if we're going to go on a Super Bowl run. I think, you know, I'm, I'm definitely on the, on the team that says Lamar is great. I love the scrambling quarterback. I love yeah. the innovation at quarterback. But there is going to come a time eventually – where the Ravens have to ask themselves the question, do we want to stick with Lamar or do we want to go with the more traditional route? Um, you know, if you're not close to that, they're, they're not close to that point yet. But I mean, I, I do think that part of the Ravens problem last week uh, on Monday night, it wasn't, it was not entirely to blame on Lamar, but you know, the, the fact that he's just not as comfortable passing as he is running uh, just makes it that much harder for them to win games from behind. 
Yeah, it does. And it's something they'll have to, to work on. I 100% yeah, think that. You know, looking at this Raven team, I thought, you know, there's no weakness on any side of the ball for the Ravens, but I think it's receiver. It's, yeah, they don't have a polished receiver. And, you know, we, me and Noah talked about this on live, although this was with the Jets and getting a true number one, a guy who's established. I feel like the Ravens are another team that needs yeah. to get somebody that's established that they can get the ball to. And Allen uh, Robinson, I think that'd be a great idea for the Baltimore Ravens. And nonetheless, the guy that's got high and he's yeah, a reliable exactly. target. A guy that's got height, he could go up and catch the ball and he'd probably double coverage because he's got the length. He can yeah. run a lot of routes. I think he's a perfect guy for them. I want to know, um, I have a question for you guys. This came up in conversation with my dad last night. Uh, the Chiefs, are they better than the greatest show on turf? I they're, say more in, they're more innovative and they have more are dynamic they, fast yeah dynamic are they more innovative or are they just yeah. more innovative are they j the same amount of innovative but the the innovation has changed yeah uh, here, you here's know, it could be. i'll give you that like in in 1999 in 2000 that style of play was innovative yeah exactly you know, the way that the rams played games had a high scoring offense one like that nobody else was doing it yeah no now it's the norm now it's expected yeah. No, back then, like, the Rams were pretty much Chiefs. Like, when they the, – the crazy thing they were doing, though, is, like, on the first play of the game, they'd come out going five wide. That was not even heard of back then. But also, like, I got to say, maybe the Chiefs are on, are on their way to being better, but you can't say they are right now. When you look at the Rams, that those teams, Marshall Falk, one of the best running backs of all time, two Hall of Fame caliber wide receivers, and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, Kurt Warner, the Hall of Fame quarterback. They were a little weak at the tight end, so the, Ram the Chiefs have the edge there. I think they're on their way to being that, but they're not there yet. Agreed. All right. All right. Are we movie? Uh, are we ready to move on to our next topic? Yeah. I'm all set. One, one last one. Right. I just want to make this clear. Okay. Noah, do you agree with me on this? Either way, in this game, the 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 next head coach of the Jets was on one of those sidelines, either Eric Bieniemy or um, Greg Rowan. Yes or no? Do you believe that? You could I want Bieniemy? He's the guy that I've yeah, I've I want been, one of them. I don't care. I've been saying Arthur Arthur Smith from Tennessee is another option. We'll see. Yeah. Let's expect Christopher Johnson to make the wrong choice. So yeah, probably true. none of those coaches. But yeah. anyway, I'm move sure on. We'll, move I'm on sure to we'll you. Hire, no, we'll hire Dan Quinn or Matt Patricia. I'm sure they're up next. Yeah. All right. You I'm mentioned down. Robert Sala. I like that, but I think a more a team that needs him more, like me and Noah have mentioned on live, is going to get him, and it's probably going to be Atlanta. Um, on to our next topic, the NBA Finals. Um, of course, we got LeBron and the Lakers versus his former team. Although it is nothing personal, it just, you know, it, it, it just feels like a, a LeBron derby, you know, a LeBron versus his old team matchup, of course. You got the Miami Heat, who are inexperienced yet shooting on all cylinders. And, of course, they got Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra. And, of course, you got LeBron and the Lakers with high, high firepower. Um, I know we have a huge uh, LeBron fan here, so I will let you take it away, Noah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> no disrespect, Aiden or Jack. <laughs> no, so, I let me first start off by saying I feel a little weird sitting in this home studio right, right now because I have my LeBron thing above me, but it's went from went, when he was from Miami. That's when he was playing there. That's when that piece of memorabilia was created. So, I'm not really sure if people know exactly who I'm rooting for. So, let me make it very clear. I'm rooting for LeBron and the Lakers. Wait. On to the actual. What? Wait, really? Crazy. Hold right? up. Really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> On to the actual series. I thought you were no, no, no. I thought you were upset. I thought you wanted the Clippers to win. If I'm being honest. Yeah, me too. I, I could have sworn you were a Clippers fan. 
Uh, I thought you were a Heat fan with the LeBron uh, emblem on top. So onto the series. I actually think, and I've been saying this for a week or so, that Miami was actually the tougher matchup for the Lakers than the Celtics would have been because I just feel that the Celtics didn't have the defenders and the guys who could really hang with LeBron and AD that Miami <laughs> does. Sorry, what? Right there. Oh, sorry. No, I, thought, I thought you said something. Marcus Smart so, is better than anyone on the Lakers roster. Okay. Yes. So, anyway, the fact is Bam Adebayo might be the single best Anthony Davis defender in the league. Maybe Giannis. There could be another guy here or there. But I really think that Bam may be the best defender to guard AD in the league. He's long. He's athletic, obviously. He's very skilled on that end. So, I, I, I love the way that Bam is played. And then when you talk about LeBron, you've got Jay Crowder, Jimmy, Iguodala, obviously, has spent a lot of time on him in his career. And when you take all those wings, those bigger wings, those stronger guys on the wing, that, that's tough for LeBron because he, he doesn't always match up great with those types of players. They're the best defenders for him. So Miami will be tough. They also shoot the three really well. But the Lakers do have more talent. They have more star power. So I do think they'll win the series. But I, I, I could see Miami taking this thing six or seven. I'll pick, in, I'll pick it in five. But Miami, Miami can make this a long series because they have the ability to make it tough on the Lakers' two superstars. Yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. The Heat definitely have a lot of bodies. They can throw out LeBron. Bam Adebayo is a good matchup in terms of the league. I would probably pick him. If I had to pick, he'd probably be the fourth guy I'd want guarding him. I'd rather have Giannis. I think Giannis, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons can also guard Anthony Davis pretty well. Fair. Um, but I do agree with you. Bam Adebayo is one of the best matchups for him. This is going to be a close series. I think it's going to be very interesting because I know for a fact, I know 100% that Pat Riley, this, if he wins this one, it's going to mean a lot more to him than some of the others because I know he wants to beat LeBron very badly. Because I mean, they kind of had a falling out at the end of Miami, I think. So I think this is kind of personal for him. But for me, the biggest, the biggest X factor in this series is going to be what's been the biggest X factor for the Heat throughout this whole playoff, which is Goran Dragic. Goran Dragic has been playing like an absolute all-star in these playoffs from what he was a couple of seasons ago. Everyone thought coming into this season, especially with Kendrick Nunn, he was um, – Kendrick Nunn finished third in rookie of the year voting. So no one saw this coming from Goran Dragic, but he's been absolutely amazing in these playoffs. And if he can keep playing the way he is, and if Jimmy Butler and Iguodala and Crowder, they can throw buys at him and Bam can contain Davis, I think that he'd have a real shot to win. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I think they do – they can get all that together. Like you said, they have the shooting – it could be a very interesting series, but I'm going to go with the Lakers in six. Yeah, okay. I have to agree with you, uh, Jack, on that one. Um, don't get me wrong. They got uh, Bam to defend AD. Of course, you know, you still got LeBron, but Jay, uh, Jay Crowder is still a solid defender, of course. They got the young guys on Miami who've been clicking, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, uh, Kendrick Nunn. You also got Jimmy Butler, of course. You got a solid Heat team. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to be star power who's going to get the Lakers through. Yes. And no disrespect to the rest of the team. They're a good team, but I just think it's going to be LeBron and AD that propel them past the heat. I'm going to go with, and I've said this before in the uh, last live, I'm going to go with the Lakers in six with Anthony Davis winning finals MVP. Yeah, I remember. That was my bold prediction a couple weeks ago. I said Anthony Davis will be finals MVP. You know, I, nah. I have to disagree with you guys on one part. Uh, you, I, you guys all think this is going to be a close series. I don't. I think this is going to be four easy games, four easy wins. Really? Um, not even going to be close. Uh, at least five. Not four. Six, at least five. I'm um, even giving them a game. I'm taking – no, I'm taking Miami in four. 
What? Lakers don't win a game. LeBron uh, doesn't win a game. Oh, uh, you're just – yeah, you're so funny. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden, go like this. Can you just go like this for me? I want you to do this. And uh, Duncan Robinson, oh, finals MVP. Aiden I, want you, Aiden, I want you to do this for me. Charles Barkley always does. He goes, woo! <laughs> Guaranteed! I, I, I am not going to guarantee it, but I'm locking it in. Uh, okay, I, I think if I guarantee it, I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be condemning the Heat, uh, not not pushing them forward. So no, why, you, why do you think no, this is a mismatch? No, Aiden, here here's what you say. You say you guarantee the Lakers sweep. That way, the exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> the exact opposite wait, wait. So why do you think this is a mismatch? Like, no, what, no, what? I do I do genuinely think the Lakers are gonna win okay. this. My pick is going Heat, uh, Heat and stick because I want to be different from you guys. Also because I really want the Heat to win. I I don't like the Lakers. And you want to lose to the champion. At least you lost to the and champion. I do want to lose to the champion. I'm, I'm a little sad. The Heat, the, the Celtics deserved to win the first three games of that series. We should have started up 3-0. Uh, but the last two games, entire, we were entirely outmatched. Didn't, just didn't look good. Didn't look like a team that really wanted to win. We weren't clicking. Um, and the, the Heat really just looked better than us. Uh, I, I think the Heat do legitimately have a shot at winning at winning this. I think, uh, Jack, you're right about the X factor there. Uh, but I think the other one is going to be – it's going to hinge a lot on, on Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. If they can stay hot from, yeah. uh, from deep, uh, that was something that, especially in the last two games, killed the Celtics. Yep. Um, you know, if they, if, they can, if they can nail, you know, 10 – 15 threes a game together you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough duo to stop if they if they can if Gordon Drought can play well and those two can shoot half as, as good as they they've been shooting of course just to clear the air of course I think the Lakers are gonna win this um probably Lakers in five uh but my pick just to be the contrary and gonna be heat heat and six yeah Okay, so I have a question for Jack. So me and Dean talked about this a couple days ago on the live. And I, he made an interesting point I want to ask you. Do you think that the Heat have a significant edge in terms of preparing for LeBron because of Spolstra and because of Pat Riley? Like, do you think that their experience working with him actually gives them an edge and how to prepare and deal with him? I got to say it does. I got to say it definitely helps. Um, I think my opinion, I think Pat, well, with the exception, well, it's, it's very close to me. It's very close to me between Greg Popovich and Pat Riley as the greatest coach of all time. It's very, very close between the two of them. I definitely think he has that experience. Pat Riley knows that he has that experience. I mean, he's mentored Eric Spolstra. They've played with LeBron. They know how he operates. I do think the, only, the one thing that is going to be interesting, though, because they know LeBron pretty much as a small forward. And now LeBron is playing point guard. So that's maybe, exactly what I said. I, 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 think, I think the same thing. So it could be different, but I definitely think they will be prepared. Pat Riley knows what he's doing. So does Eric Spolstra. And I think they're going to be ready for him. Okay. They have bodies that they can throw at him. So I think that's why it's going to be good. And Pat Riley, like I said, one of the greatest coaches of all time. He's coached plenty of different teams with plenty of different styles. The Lakers, it was all about fast paced offense. With the Knicks, it was all about grit and grind defense. With the Miami Heat, it was about. It was about just stars, pure magic, Shaq, Wade, you know. So, you know, he's played in all different types of styles. He's played in all different types of eras. I think they'll be ready. All right. That's it for this, Dean. Let's move on. All right. On to our next topic. 
the MLB postseason. So the MLB postseason started today. Uh, a little, a few surprises, kind of, especially the um, first game on the schedule surprised uh, me a little bit. So of course, the A's of, of the A's, um, the Astros and the Twins. The Astros won four one. The White Sox and A's. The White Sox won four one, and of course. Uh, Aiden's Toronto Blue Jays versus the Tampa Bay Rays. You, you uh, know Tampa, I'm rooting for the Rays. I know. I said that on purpose. All yeah. right. All right. And the Rays winning 3-1. Uh, who, who's, who's your Blue Jays friend? What's his name? Um, I think it's Anai or however. I think that's how you say his name. Anai, Anai I'm sorry. I hate to disappoint. Oh, it looks like my mic just got unplugged. Uh, Anai, I, I hate to disappoint. Uh, yeah, go Rays here. Oh, wow, that audio really jumped. Okay. Audio really did jump. I'm gonna yeah, my, yeah, so my I, mic somehow watched, came unplugged. So I watched the first three games. The Yankee game is actually right next to me playing on mute, so I've, I've been checking yeah, the score yeah. on it. And uh, 4-1 right now, right? Look, I, I wasn't a fan of the whole playoff format going into this thing. I, I, I don't like the fact that we have 16 playoff teams. It rewards mediocrity. It allows teams that don't deserve to be in the postseason to get a shot to win the World Series. But the games have been interesting today. Lucas Giolito for the White Sox was a stud, almost a – almost through a perfect game. Honestly, he was had, he was uh, perfect through six innings and uh, the White Sox ended up winning, but the sleeper team that I've been talking about for a couple, couple days, I, I picked them to go to the ALCS and we'll see if it happens. Is, is that, is that White Sox team? They, they've got a great offense led by Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu. They've got the pitching staff. And after a 12 year drought in the postseason, I thought, why not? Let's see if they're ready. 2020 has been strange. Maybe a young team that is coming up will be ready to go. And they were, they were good today. So We'll, we'll continue to see what happens. We've got eight games on the schedule tomorrow, which is really exciting. They also, the, the White Sox, I mean, they, they just barely missed out on the four seed too, didn't they? Yeah, and they were in a tough division. So the Indians passed them up. They're down to the Yankees right now. But the Indians passed them in the last couple of days and we were able to get that, that second uh, AL Central spot. But a good wildcard team, a great seven seed. I think I agree with you that I don't like the, uh, the playoff format in a normal year, but I think it works perfectly for this year because – and as you said, Noah, earlier in the season or before the season even started on this on this show, you're talking about 60 games is not enough time to determine whether or not a team is good. And I completely agree with you on that. Uh, you know, 60 games is it's it's just under uh, it's just over a third of the season normally. Uh, and teams can teams can start hot and slow down or start slow and, and heat up. What I think this kind of solves is basically saying, well, hey, maybe there are some teams that are going to heat up late. They're going to get hot late. Um, and this is our way of allowing them into the postseason where they still get a chance. Uh, I think it works perfectly for this, for this season. I really, really hope they don't use it in uh, future seasons. Knowing Manfred, he probably will because he sucks. Right. Well, there, um, there was a rumor that he might bring back the runner thing. Yeah, they, I'm glad they took it away. Oh, the runner on second. Yeah. Oh God, no! I hate um, that rule, man. But you're gonna tell me a World Series is gonna end that way? That's ridiculous. No, no, they don't have it in the postseason. Oh, thank. It's not a postseason God. rule, but even in the regular season, it's just so dumb. It's a it's with a our, bad with our luck. Um, I think Houston is gonna end up winning the World Series. <laughs> um, yeah, although what, I, what a what a dramatic story that would be. It's it, like it'd I be will say cheating. If Houston wins the World Series this year, they deserve – I think they deserve to get at least acknowledged for 2017, uh, 2017 yeah. Because if they can prove that, that, they, that they're still a good team – and sure, they've struggled mightily this season. 
But if they can, if they can make it to the World Series, it's it's still it's still a, it's a good look for them. Unfortunately for all of us who want them to have a bad look. Yeah, I mean, and it, it would be crazy. They would they wouldn't even have Justin Verlander. It would be a totally different pitching staff. The odds are, are stacked so heavily against them. This oh time. yeah, I will say this though, like they still do have talent. But like Altuve and Bregman and well, I know Alvarez has been in and out of the lineup. It's all Correa. They still do have talent. Gurriel got an extension today. Maybe they'll bring back Springer. Who knows? I mean, they still do have to, they do have talent though. You can't take that away from them. No, for sure, especially in the lineup. But the pitching staff is pretty. Yeah, ugly. pitching staff is depleted. Oh my God. last year they had the two best pitchers in the majors. Well, the uh, two out of the three best pitchers in the majors, and uh, they, they and now they got neither one. Well, Verlander's career could be over. Should we talk about the uh, the NL quickly? Yeah, sure. All I'm gonna say about the NL is that this is the this is the Dodgers World Series to lose. Agreed. Sure. Yep, hundred percent. Who and do you think Dodgers, is the biggest? If the Dodgers lose this this year, then they'll they, never win. Then They'll they no longer win. get to complain about losing it to the Astros and the Sox. So who do you guys think is the biggest threat to the Dodgers? Because we all agree that in the NL, it's oh. the Dodgers. It's the Dodgers are, are, are you know foot ahead. Uh, San Diego, hundred percent. Okay. San Diego. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 they I would give it to the Reds. I I really like the Reds. Somehow they have San a great Diego, pitching staff. You know, managed to manage to get to the point that they're in, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I don't think anybody saw it coming, but point is they made it. They're a slugging team. They they win games by just outscoring everybody, uh, and that's that's how they've won it. That's how they're gonna keep winning it. Yeah, it could be oh, going I will say this there. though. All I'm happy about is that the postseason is here and the Wolfon era is over. Oh, that's such a relief. I'm so Man, happy. I gotta say, Manfred says like nothing right, Jack. Manfred says nothing right, but he did go on a podcast yesterday with John Heyman and Tony Gwynn Jr., uh, the son of the late Tony Gwynn, and said that he wants to get this whole approval process thing done as quickly as possible. That's so what early I'm in the offseason, this this vote should be all set. That's what so I'm talking job, about, baby. It's a new era. I feel like I just won the World Series. I just won the Super Bowl. I just won the lottery. I, this is going to be a very exciting offseason, baby. All right, so I got a question for you guys. If you it guys is. want to do it some um, NL picks, we all we go over the AL. Um, what are your guys' thoughts for, on every NL series? Starting off with, of course, the Reds and Braves. So I like the Reds. The the, Red, the, uh, the Braves don't have enough starting pitching for me behind Max Freed. They're very inexperienced behind behind him. So I'll take the Reds. They've got a great rotation. I like the Cubs over the Marlins. The Marlins have a great young pitching staff, but not enough on offense. The Dodgers should beat the should beat the Brewers rather easily. And the last series that I'm missing, oh, is the uh, the Cardinals and the Padres. I'll take the Padres, or oh, sorry, excuse me. I'll take the Cardinals as the more experienced team with a uh, with a veteran laden lineup. And uh, Adam Wainwright's been great this year. All right. And now, and now I'm gonna I'm gonna I, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Braves over the Reds. Um, I think there's just a little bit more uh, star power on the Braves. The Reds have probably a little bit of a more complete team, but. Uh, that, that's what I'm taking. I'm taking the obviously Dodgers over the the Brewers. That's not even close. Um, I'm gonna. I the Marlins looked good this season, uh, somehow surprisingly, but I'm still gonna take the Cubs over the Marlins. Uh, the Cubs still have a really really good core, uh, and they've looked very solid the whole season. Again, kind of somehow. I I don't I don't they 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 won in spite of themselves almost. Um, and then I'm actually going to, I'm going to take the Padres 
over the Cardinals. I think the Padres are a lot better than you're giving them credit for. Yes, they don't have the experience, but they, uh, you can see it from the trade deadline, it's this year or bust, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Um, I like the Padres. I think they're, they're definitely going to win at least their first series. Nanny Machado, Fernando Tatis, and they just have so much talent. They have so much talent on that team. They're just a little young and inexperienced, but I still think they'll, they'll do well. Like I said, obviously the Dodgers is their world. It's their World Series to lose, pretty much. Um, I like the Braves, even though obviously I hope I hope they lose. I never like supporting the Braves, so you know, and hopefully this Marcelo Zuna it goes away after this. I don't think he will, but that'd be nice. And uh, what's what? I, I got to go with the Cubs as well. Um, over the Marlins, I have no love for the Marlins. Also, it's so funny though, guys. Just it's a two out of three series, so you could just struggle on offense for a couple of games and lose, you know, lose your momentum with your offense, and you don't score for two days, and the season's over for you. Like yeah, it's so always, quick, no, it but just I goes so tell, fast. But at least to me, postseason baseball, as much as it, and I truly believe this, postseason baseball is all about pitching. It completely, but you got to score. I mean, you have to score. Yeah, you got to score, but if you you pitching needs to be good. You can't. Yeah. Win. I think it, it, when it comes down to it, pitching is the most important thing because you mm-hmm. can. You can win one nothing. Say you just get, if you get one hit, that's a home run. And if you can handle them in nine innings, you know what I mean. I'm just saying. Yep, I agree yeah. with that. All right, all right. Uh, we'll move on to winners and losers. Uh, Wait, uh, Dean. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, Dean. My bad. Yes, pick. Okay. I also want to. I also want to do World Series picks. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got the. I got the Reds in um, three. I think the like Noah said. Although the Braves have a solid team, I think the Reds are a little more of a complete team, and I think they match up better. I think the Reds are a better team. I got the uh, Dodgers into no explanation needed. I mean, it's the Dodgers are just ahead of everybody. The Dodgers are, if they don't win this year, they're never winning. Yeah, plain and simple. It's this is it's like this is your one golden chance right here. You're the never else. Look like the Dodgers. The Dodgers. You're never gonna have a better team than you have now. Yeah, you know the Yankees are slumping. Every other team is slumping. Like you're the actually, Glaber Torres just bombed a home run to to left center. So Yankees up two Yankees. Okay. Yankees are up seven to two. Well, I'm officially upset hearing that. Um, <laughs> as long as the Yankees just don't win it this year, that's all that I care about. As I said today to uh, to Tommy, um, I asked him. I asked him who the who the Yankees were playing who who the Yankees were playing against. And before he even answered, I said, "Good, I'm rooting for them." <laughs> no, you're talking, Aiden. You're talking to some Go Chat boys. I think there's somebody that's waiting. All right, for- I, it was it was for it was for a meeting. I had to. We'll I leave that for another day, Jack. All right, continue, Dean. Well, again, I love you, Tommy. Well, if you're let's, watching, let's hey, buddy. Let's save the fire for uh, later on. Um, I got, of course, the Cubs over the Marlins and Padres over Cardinals. Although the Cardinals are more experienced, I think the Padres have a lot of momentum, a lot of confidence, a lot of firepower, and I think they could just win by outscoring the Cardinals. I got the Padres in three. All right. Yeah, we'll do a World, World uh, yeah, Series what? picks. World Series picks, yeah. World okay. Series picks, who we got? Dodgers over Rays in six games, and my World Series MVP is going to be Max Muncy. I feel like he's going to go wild in that World Series and hit a bunch of homers and, and take the World Series MVP home. Ooh, um, I'm going to go with um, pick. I'm going to go with Dodgers, and as much as I hate to say it, I'm going to go with the Dodgers and the Yankees. The Yankees, in my opinion, they have one of the most talented teams in the AL and the whole league, honestly. But it's they just never can stay healthy. That's always their big problem. But when they're healthy, I think they're one of the most dangerous teams. 
I'm going to go with the Dodgers in six, though, and I'm going to think the big trade is going to be the main reason why the Dodgers win it all with Mookie Betts winning the World Series MVP. You didn't have to remind me, Jack. I was just getting over it. It's been like oh. almost a year already, bro. I don't want to hear about it. That was the saddest night of my life. I even though I saw it coming from like a month for like a month. Uh, you still have a good. You still have. You still have some good pieces. Though. Yeah, we still. I, I mean, I, the thought still. Or I think next year they'll be good. Anyways, but to, for the World Series, I'm gonna differ from you guys. I, I have the the Rays in the AL, uh, and I have them losing to the Padres, um, oh. in the World Series. I think the Padres are gonna edge out the Dodgers in the NLCS. No, 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 they can't. They meet up. They, can so they not? Meet up in the, no, they no, meet up in the division series. Oh, right. I, sorry, I was looking at the seeding based off of overall record, not based off of uh, the way they actually seeded them. So they got the four seed, not the two seed. Right. Um, all right, well, either way, uh, Padres, Padres are taking it, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to be a seven-game series. Padres are going to take it in game seven. And the World Series MVP is going to be my guy, uh, the person who we traded away so he could get that ring, Mitch Moreland, uh, <laughs> best first baseman in the MLB. No, uh, great guy, great first baseman. Uh, he deserves nothing more than to win another World Series here. And I think he has what it takes. We saw how great he was uh, when he came in clutch with the Sox in the World Series. I think he has what it takes to do it again with Padres on a stacked slugging team. Yep. Yep. Um, although I said before the episode, no, I disagree with you. This time I actually exactly agree with you. I'm going to go with the Dodgers and Rays in the World Series with the Dodgers taking it not in six, but in seven, and Max Muncie as the MVP. You st- you got to pick a different MVP than me, bro. <laughs> Listen, pick man. somebody else. That's ridiculous. Listen. There's a whole 28 guys on the team. You can pick someone else besides the guy that I said. Hey, Bellinger, you could say Turner, you could say Seeger, Kershaw, Bueller. Come on, pick pick someone else. That's ridiculous. All right, you know, I'll I'll pick someone else. Man, I try to be nice, and even still it backfires. What a (laughs) – Yeah, Dean, I'm with you. I'm with you. Dean, you got – you traded him to the devil. Shush, shush, Jack. Oh, yeah, you did trade him to the devil. You kind of had that one coming. He's not going to be nice. True. I'm not. That is true. That is true. But at, at least try to cope with me. Anyways. I think. Um, I, I, fine. I'll go with a different person. I'll go with Walker Bueller. Good. Is that better? Yeah. That yeah. would be like me picking Kawhi Leonard for finals MVP. Quick question, well, though. That's happened before. Quick question. Is there I any George. way for the Yankees and the Astros to match up outside of the ALCS? Yes, they can. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can meet in the ALCS. Yeah. Only in the, NLC, uh, the ALCS, though? I believe, yeah, I believe so. I'm pretty Dang sure. It. I really want the Astros to be the ones to take the Yankees out. Nothing would make yeah. me happier. Third time in a row. That would be so. That nice. would be hilarious. And the Yankees couldn't even blame uh, cheating that time. Yeah. The Yankees just suck and they're not. Yeah, you know, you know, you know <laughs> the Yankees. You know the Yankees' new excuse will be because Garrett calls tipping pitches. Yeah. Guys, guys, that's, Aaron Judge was injured. He was playing through an injury, guys. Yeah. Stop, stop, stop. So was Bleaver, and so was Stanton, and every other guy that we signed for $300 million and never panned out. All right, stop. All right, let's move Pretty on. Flash. That's going to be the New York Mets, dude. We're going to sign everybody for overpriced money, and they're not going to play as good as advertised. Jeez. All right, winners and losers. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes. Oh, winners Thank and losers. God. Me and Noah are losers. Right. Aiden and Jack are winners. Oh, wait, um, I'm a winner. Oops. I prepared a loser for this. Because I'll switch with you. I'll switch with you. Give me a minute to think. Okay. No, I'll switch with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. All right, Dean, go ahead. 
right. You start. Yeah. Are we doing? Wait, am I? I mean, you're a winner. I'll start. I'm a winner. I'm. I'm a winner. Um. My winner. I'm gonna go with. Uh, well, once it's once it's Friday morning, it's gonna be New York Jets fans because Adam Gase is finally gonna be fired, and we will be free of this nightmare. We will be free of this horrible, oh, yeah. horrible man. Point the wrong way. Of this Point horrible, the wrong way. As Dean always likes to say, we will be free of this horrible human being, and we can finally start to move and hopefully write a, a good direction. I doubt we will, but there's a chance of it happening. Eric Bieniemy, baby, let's go. Um, oh God, they're so bad. All right, my loser, and this is from college football. Well, I have two losers. One from UFC 253, Paulo Costa, for putting up an abysmal performance in the main event, losing to Adesanya. And my other loser is Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Sooners, for once again not only proving how overrated they are, but that they should not belong in the playoff. This is the second straight year that they have lost to Kansas State. And nonetheless, I think they were up by 14 or 20. And they blow a lead. So Oklahoma, my losers, and they're probably not going to sniff a playoff this year. I'm not an Oklahoma guy. Thank God. I I do not like that team. Lincoln Riley, a job is coming available, bro. Come on. Yeah, exactly. I like Spencer Rattler, but that team is just not – they won't Defensively, they're just so awful. Every year they're just so bad. Well, that's all of the Big 12. Well, you can't win the national championship and consider yourself a contender if you can't guard anyone. Also, wait, I just want to say I have one more winner. I got to go with uh, K.J. Costello. He set the – in his debut in, in the SEC, he set, uh, he set the passing yards record with 623 to go along That's with five insane. touchdowns. So congratulations awesome. to K.J. Costello. All right, my winner is the Tampa Bay Lightning, of course. How can you not say they're a winner? A team that wins their second Stanley Cup last night, and I think that they're a team on, on their way to being a dynasty if they can win one more. I know we've had a couple teams in the NHL that have won a bunch of Stanley Cups recently, whether it be Pittsburgh or Tampa Bay, a couple other teams. But for the most part, this is the best team in the league. They have been for a few years. And it's one of the great revenge stories in sports history, in my opinion, after what happened to them last year. So really happy for John Cooper and that whole team because that is really a special hockey franchise. Damn Coles. And so uh, my loser this week, I have two, one one serious, one one joke one. Um, My joke one is my dad. Uh, who in a fantasy football league this week was trying to, for some reason, he was trying to pick up the Washington football team defense and in the process cut the Ravens defense and now can't get them back. And it worked out for him this week, sure, but I don't know how, how he made that mistake. He claims it was an accident. Yeah, um, that could cost him in the future. And then my other loser, I know Jack and Noah, uh, yeah, Jack and, Jack and Dean, sorry. You guys talked about this, but Doc Rivers. Uh, I, I think it was the I think it was the right move for the Clippers. Thank you. To be honest, uh, I think Doc Rivers is an incredible. But I also think Doc Rivers is an incredible coach. I loved what he did when he was in Boston. Uh, so I hope he finds a good team. I think it would be great to see him go to the Pelicans. Yeah, that'd be um, I don't understand. The Clippers needed Doc more than anyone. Someone's choking. They need someone to fix it. All I know but, is this. If I'm the, the New York Knicks, oh, fire no, Tom, no, that, that fire Tom Thibodeau immediately to hire Doc Rivers. I want Doc Rivers. They need a doctor. Fire. They need a doctor as much as any team in this league because they have but someone. They need, they need someone I, to do the Heimlich maneuver or something. I think, I think it was the right move. He clearly wasn't working. He's a fantastic coach. It just wasn't a fit. 
um, he'll find another job somewhere and uh, hopes hope that the Clippers can can yeah. find someone new. He never he ne- he didn't like Paul George. Him and Paul George have some bad history. A lot of apparently there was reports. A lot of the Clipper players disagreed with uh, putting Harrell on Jokic over Zubac and starting Harrell over Zubac in that series over the playoffs, which I disagreed with as well. But I agree with Aiden. Good coach, and who you know who's going to be out there to replace him? That's better, but. You know, seven years and nothing's worked. He hasn't, you know, helped got get the team over the hill. And I think, you know, if you can't get the job done for a decent amount of time, then what are you doing here? Yeah. He's had good teams. I mean, if you can't, if you couldn't win with that team, what when are you gonna win? Like, then like, I don't think the Clippers, their team's ever gonna be better than it was that year. So. Yep. All right, that's it for us. Follow us on social media. Watch our episodes. We'll see y'all later. Peace. See you guys.